You are listening to The Youngin Podcast, presented by Columbia Media Group. Hello, this is Dave Alexander, and this is The Onion Podcast. You can find us at theonionpodcast.com, where you can see photos and download links from uh, the guests that we have. Today, we are talking with Victoria Marsh, and she is with Crop Vitality. Crop Vitality sells sulfur-based liquid fertilizers, and she's going to give us some uh, ideas about when to apply certain nutrients and how the application timing can actually affect storage. So, Victoria, hello, thank you, and welcome to the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It is my pleasure. Why don't you give us a quick uh, background? Um, we don't want to know exactly where you're born <laughs> and uh, how many dogs you have, but just a quick uh, what your background and qualifications are. Absolutely. So um, I actually grew up on a small ranch and farm, um, and that was just a lovely, anybody who's grown up on a farm knows how wonderful that experience is. A lot of hard work, and that kind of pushed me to get my degrees in ag. So I have a bachelor's degree in field crop management, and I have a master's degree in soil chemistry. So um, I got both those degrees at Washington State University. I worked several years after that for the USDA Farm Service Agency, managing several county offices. Um, I've worked at a commercial soil and a tissue testing lab for a couple of years, and now I am the PNW Regional Agronomist for uh, Tissenderlo Curly and Crop Vitality. So I do research and development for them on um, our fertilizers and uh, just figuring out new ways to use our six products that we produce, how to make them more economically viable. Can we use less and get the same results? Or can we use less and maybe get a little less yield but make the same amount of money for our producers? So um, that's a little bit of what I do for them. All right. Well, that sounds great. So let's talk about let's talk about timing. Absolutely. Um, you, we were talking earlier, and uh, you said that that timing is is very critical about when to apply. So let's just start with the basics. There, uh, when do we apply, and what are we applying? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to make a blanket statement and say that as an onion producer, you know best. You know your soil, you know your fields, you know what's worked, what hasn't. But there's a few things that um, definitely can help improve on a general basis what we've seen in the science and in the data for timing. So we know applying in furrow at planting not in furrow, but when we're planting our onions, it's obviously having something to um, go in there with with your planting. So NPK, whatever your sources are, being, um, we like to say seed safe, even though we know we're, we're doing transplants most of the time with onions, but having a seed safe um, fertilizer blend is really, really key to make sure we're maximizing our crop's ability to get off the ground running. So seed safe Explain that. Term. Yeah. So without getting super technical, when we create fertilizers, they exist in a salt form, 
right? We have a positive molecule we call cations, a negative molecular compound, they form a salt, and that's how we deliver our nutrients to the soil. Well, these salts can either be hygroscopic um, or hyperscopic, and essentially what that means is we want our fertilizers to not pull water away from the seed. When that happens, it's because they're, the fertilizer itself, that salt, really wants to surround itself with water. When that happens, your seed can't germinate effectively. Your bulbs can't get the water and the nutrients they need to start growing. So when you have a seed-safe fertilizer, it does not pull water into itself, and it leaves the water for the bulb, the seed, to be able to utilize. And so that's really the main difference when we talk about seed-safe fertilizers. Okay. Um... All right, so you're, you're suggesting that the growers know best. So how, how can we help them? I mean, what, yeah. what can we do to, what's the next step here to maybe increase yields? Yeah, so I think we know about the four R's, right? Right source, right timing, right placement. Um, and essentially, what we need to do is hone in on, in my opinion, the source and the timing. The reason why is timing is everything when it comes to chemistry and it comes to making sure your soil is delivering what it needs to to your plants. So I'm going to give you one really great example, and that's calcium. So calcium, I know we care a lot about yields, but we also care about storability, right? Because you can have good yields out of your fields, but six months later you go to pull out of storage, you may not have those yields. Calcium is the exact nutrient you need to increase storability. Um, what calcium does is it essentially creates cell walls. So if you don't have adequate calcium in the bulb, what's going to happen is your cell walls will be weaker, which means they're softer and things like just normal shipping and handling of onions can cause some bruising, some damage, and that cell wall will break down. Bacteria can get in, fungi can get in, um, and you will have storage losses if you don't have adequate calcium to your onions and in your onions when they need it. Now, this is all circling back to timing. So when we apply calcium, it's, it's a really, really tricky thing. So calcium is one of the few nutrients that only moves upward through the plant. So why that matters is if we want to increase cell wall strength in our bulb, we want to make sure that our calcium stays in our bulb. Well, the bulb is at the bottom of the plant, right? So we really need to be applying calcium when the bulb is going to utilize it because if it leaves the bulb, we're done. It's not coming back. It's not going to be integrated into the cell strength of that bulb. So we have a very brief period where we want to make sure we have calcium available to the plant, and that's right at bulb initiation. That's right when the cells are being created, right when they're dividing and they're forming that initial bulb that will then become our entire onion. So we need to be applying calcium at that period, right when bulb initiation starts, and then every week for about three weeks to really make sure that we can we can get that calcium in the bulb. And we've seen with our, our product that we produce, it's called calcium thiosulfate, or we call it CATS. We've, we've decreased storage losses by over 40%. I know it sounds crazy, but by just having that right timing 
and that right source ready for that onion when it needs it. So it's, it's really critical. And I think that that will make a big difference if, you know, growing programs are already utilizing calcium at the right time. Okay. So we're going to reiterate here just to make sure there's, there's no confusion. Uh, right at the bulb stage, right when bulbs are starting, dump calcium for a week, you said. Yep. Uh, about a week at a time, and you may see 40% less in your storage losses, which is which is amazing. And it's just because of the uh, hardens up the bulb, less disease can get in, that easier to handle without bruising, that kind of thing, right? Yep, absolutely. Okay. All right, so you um you let's let's pivot off the calcium for a minute. You also have another another product here that you're that you uh, are promoting here, and what is that? So something again, fertilizers. What we care about here um, that has been somewhat overlooked uh, in terms of fertility plan is magnesium. So we know that magnesium is important, not in the same quantities we need our NPK and sulfur, but Magnesium is a really unique, again, <laughs> just like calcium, it's a unique element and our crops really, really need it. So what magnesium is used for in our crops, a lot of people know it's a center of chlorophyll. So absolutely critical for the plant to be able to make sugar, which it runs on. The other really neat thing that magnesium is used for is also, it's called phloem loading. So essentially taking the sugar that's been produced and moving it around the plant to where it's needed. So why do we care? Well, if we don't have adequate magnesium in our soils, getting into our plants, what happens is we have a lot of sugar buildup in the leaves. Now, it's not detrimental, it's not gonna hurt anything, but two major things will occur. First is you're going to have root shrinking or root growth termination. So your roots are gonna stop growing because they're not getting sugar because the magnesium isn't bringing them sugar to do what they need to do. Second thing that's gonna happen is your leaves become very, very tasty for mites, thrips, other insects, right? Because all of a sudden now they have a bigger food source in those leaves. So we've seen, and this is more of an anecdote, it's not, we, we don't have data to prove it yet, we're doing trials to prove this, but we've seen on hops where they've sprayed magthio on the vines and they were able to literally see mites just leave huh. and reduce damage. Reason why? They're not as tasty. The sugar moves out of the leaves. They don't have as good of a food source. So now most of you are probably thinking, I soil test, I have enough magnesium. This is the one area I would challenge your thinking in just a little bit. Magnesium, your soil test may say you're fine, but magnesium is kind of a wimp. As, as if you just talk about chemistry, it's going to be very easily outcompeted to get into your roots. Um, if you have nitrogen, you have excess nitrogen, and when I say excess, I mean you're applying more nitrogen than what the soil has. If you're applying potassium, both of those um, elements strongly outcompete magnesium into the root system. So what can happen is, your onions will look fine, your soil test shows that it's fine, but at the end of the day, you're gonna have reduced yield. So we've, we've done studies where we have put our product, um, it's called magnesium thiosulfate or MagThio, 
very small quantities. We're talking a gallon per acre is a foliar. Now, mind you, we've done this on potatoes, but I can speak to that data. Um, and the farmer had great yields. He was average for his area. It's about 25 tons an acre at the time. Did one gallon of magthio, waited a couple weeks, did another gallon, waited a couple weeks, did another gallon. He saw a 15 ton per acre increase. Now, you're not going to believe me, but this happened. Wow. Yeah. The reason why, everything looked fine, but the roots weren't getting the sugar. The roots are the tubers. That's where they needed that sugar to go to bulk up the potatoes. We applied magnesium. We applied it in a foliar, so the plant just took it up. Instead of having to deal with, you know, out competing, trying to get it in the plant, we could just give it to it in a way that it could use it. And then it moved all the sugar where it needed to go and increased yield. So that's that dealing with magnesium and really putting some thought into it might be another area that yields can increase. So that that's really interesting. Um, you said that you do have data on potatoes. Yes. But you don't actually have any trials done on, on onions yet, but you're assuming the, yes. the results are going to be the same. Yes, yes. And we have, so we have three MAGFIO trials on onions going this year throughout the Pacific Northwest. So I'm hoping to have that data to be able to talk about next year. Okay. Well, sounds great. So in the interim, um, you can find uh, Crop Vitality products, uh, which, go ahead and uh, tell us about your website there, Victoria. <laughs> yes, yes. We're at CropVitality.com. Um, and you can get our products if you're a grower. Um, you can get them from your local uh, fieldman or agronomist. So your nutrients, Simplot, Wilbur Ellis, whoever's selling you your products, you can ask for cats or magthio, and they can make sure that you get that. And then maybe in the future you'll you'll be selling more a lot more manganese too. <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> these uh, trials are going the way they yep. are. So, all right. Well, thank you for joining us today. Um, we want to. We just uh, actually took a, a moment out at the Pacific uh, Northwest Vegetable Association show. So we just got off to the side here. So I pulled her out of her booth, and she was gracious enough to do that. Thank you very much for your time, and we hope you have a good day. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only, it's only those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests. We do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of Columbia Media Group or its affiliates.